Hello, welcome to Essential Solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Robinson. Natural wellness can often feel complicated and time-consuming, but in this podcast, I'm going to break it down for you in simple and easy solutions. Today, let's talk about adaptogens. What are adaptogens? They are a class of healing plants that help to balance, restore, and protect the body from the prolonged release of stress hormones due to chronic stress. The National Institute of Mental Health lists stress as a common reaction to everyday pressures that may be brought on by things like work, school, finances, health or family matters, or the environment. Although stress typically carries a negative connotation, not all stress is bad. In fact, the body's reaction to stress can actually help motivate you to perform better, say in preparation for an upcoming job interview or a pending exam. It can also be life-saving in a situation where you need to react to danger. The body prepares to face, uh, uh, prepares to face a, f- a threat or flee danger by quick quickening the pulse, tensing muscles, and increasing brain function to help with survival. The problem with stress is when the body doesn't have the ability to recover from it. Prolonged stress can cause the body's hormones to become unbalanced, and that can cause uh, illness or disease. So do you know which hormones are associated with stress? Let's cover a few. Cortisol, a steroid hormone, is often called a stress hormone because of its connection with the stress response. The secretion of cortisol triggers the fight or flight response. This process also stimulates your sympathetic nervous system and your adrenal glands and decreases digestive secretions while increasing blood pressure. In a healthy individual, the body and brain respond to the stressor, and cortisol levels return to normal. However, elevated cortisol levels over long periods of time due to chronic stress can negatively affect every system in the body. Adrenaline is another hormone released as a stress response. Now, what comes to mind when you think of adrenaline? Um, a racing heart, perhaps? Adrenaline is commonly known as the fight or flight hormone due to the immediate reaction to stress. If you've ever experienced a car pulling out in front of you out of nowhere or see a child about to run out in the road, the sensation you experience is a surge of adrenaline. It's produced in the adrenal glands anytime the brain senses danger and sends a message to the glands. This is a natural response to stress and only presents a problem when the adrenals become fatigued when they receive constant messages from the brain to produce adrenaline. This is what happens in cases of chronic stress. So what's the difference between chronic and typical stress? Acute stress is the most common type of stress, and it often, it's often brought on by everyday occurrences, 
driven by both past and future anticipations, pressures, and demands. It can be thrilling and exciting, um, like the, the feeling you experience on a roller coaster ride. Whatever the cause, whether it be near-death experience, giving a speech in public, or jitters leading up to a race, acute stress is characterized by coming on quickly and dissipating soon thereafter. However, you can experience too much of this type of stress, and that can lead to exhaustion. Think about riding that roller coaster over and over again. Due to the release of hormones such as adrenaline, acute stress can cause the following symptoms. Heart palpitations, nausea, chest pain, headache, abdominal pains, breathing difficulties. Next, let's, let's look at episodic acute stress. Uh, any ideas what could cause this type of stress? Acute stress becomes episodic due to the frequency of the episodes. We all know someone who always seems to be living in chaos or complete disorder. That person may always be running late, rushing, or experience a constant string of crisis that puts them in a constant state of acute stress. A constant worry is also a form of episodic acute stress. The symptoms of this episodic stress may include persistent tension headaches or migraines, hypertension, chest pain, heart disease. As you can see, the symptoms of episodic acute stress are more severe than those experienced with acute stress. Next, we will look at the dangers of chronic stress. Chronic stress refers to an interminable period consisting of unrelenting stress. Often a person experiences chronic stress um, is someone who is not able to see their way out of the miserable situation. Pressures from work, a bad living situation, childhood trauma can lead to chronic stress as these pressures are often internalized and therefore constant. In fact, one of the most dangerous aspects of chronic stress is that it becomes a natural state, despite the havoc it creates on the body's system. Based on the research from the National Center of Biotechnology Information, all bodily systems can be affected by chronic stress, and if untreated, it can suppress the body's immune system, which can ultimately manifest as illness. If left untreated, long-term chronic stress can cause adrenal fatigue and many more potential dangerous issues. So what are these dangerous issues? For many of us, we consider stress as a cause of tight shoulders and headaches, but chronic stress can wreak havoc on the entire physical body. Acute stress stimulates the immune system, which can be a good thing for immediate situations when the body needs to fend off infections or to expedite healing after a physical trauma. However, chronic stress weakens the immune system due to the constant release of stress hormones. Those under chronic stress may become more, su- more susceptible to colds, viral infections, and infections in general. For men, chronic stress can lower a man's testosterone levels, 
which can interfere with sperm production and it can cause erectile dysfunction and impotence. For women, stress can lead to irregular, heavier, and more painful periods. Chronic stress can also cause problems with fertility. When the body experiences stress, your muscles tense up to protect the body from injury. Once the threat has passed, the muscles release as you relax. But when under constant stress, the muscles never have a chance to relax or, and recover. This can lead to tight muscles and joints, headaches, shoulder pain, and other body aches. The central nervous system is in charge of the stress response in your brain that stimulates the hypothalamus that tells your adrenal glands to release the stress hormone adrenaline and cortisol. The rush of hormones caused by stress can cause rapid breathing and increased heart rate, which can upset the digestive system. Heartburn, acid reflux, diarrhea, and nausea can occur where chronic stress is present. Chronic stress can also take a toll on your emotional and mental health. Here are some things to consider when dealing with chronic stress. Stress hormones can act as a sedative to help protect the body when under pressure, which is a normal response to stress. When chronic stress is present, the body is signaled to produce these hormones continuously. This causes um, <clears throat> strained feelings of low energy that when sustained for long periods can lead to feelings of depression. Bipolar disorder. The symptoms of bipolar disorder, which involves dramatic shifts in mood, energy level, and behavior, can be exasperated by stress. This causes more severe mood cycling, including disruptive sleep, racing thoughts, feelings of depression, and heightened distractions. Let's talk about co cognitive functioning. The sustained presence of stress hormones in the body can have a negative impact on the immune system by decreasing the function of brain cells in the region of the brain called the hippocampus and in the frontal lobes. As a result, chronic stress may ex experience confusion, problems with decision-making, and difficulty concentrating. Chronic stress can also cause personality changes, such as heightened irritability, hostility, anger, frustration, or aggression due to the constant pressure of stress hormones. We've talked a lot about the efforts of chronic stress and are you ready to, to take on or talk, talk about how to help relieve some stress and balance the body? What if I told you there was a way to do this without medicine and it's all natural? So like I said in the beginning, adaptogens are a class of healing plants that help to balance, restore, and protect the body from the prolonged release of stress hormones due to chronic stress. They do this by doing the following, boosting the immune, supporting healthy weight, increasing physical endurance and mental focus, reducing comfort, discomfort caused by poor health, encouraging a balanced mood, and balancing your hormones. 
Each adaptogen has its own unique properties that can help with uh, specific types of stressors. So let's take a, a look at a few of the most popular adaptogens. There are many out there, um, but for the sake of time, we're going to look at a few of the most popular. First is holy basil. Holy basil is a member of the mint family. Uh, this isn't one that you would associate with basil. This is a little different. Uh, it's frequently used in cooking, but it has also been used as a healing plant for thousands of years. Native to Asia, holy basil, also known as the in incomparable one, and is considered one of the most sacred plants in of India. Holy basil works to enhance the body's response to physical and emotional stress naturally by optimizing the function of the body in uh, times of stress. It is also known to help balance stress hormones. Holy basil can be taken in a pill form or as an extract or brewed as a tea. Holy basil has a sweet fragrance, while regular basil that you might be familiar with has a more spicy aroma. Um, these are very different and provide different benefits. So you can make your own holy basil tea uh, simply by using a fourth a cup fresh holy basil leaves, some hot water, and honey. So you would wash the leaves thoroughly and place them in a cup. Use the back of the spoon to press the leaves against the side of the cup to help bruise them and it allows the essential oils to escape. Pour hot water over the leaves and stir. And place a, a, a cover over top of the cup to trap the essential oils inside of the cup as the tea steeps. Wait about five minutes. Remove the cover uh, strain the leaves and sweeten the tea as you like, you know, with honey or some other type of sweetener. Um, drink it warm or you can pour it over ice. And I will have all of these recipes available in a reference guide to download. I will include the link to that. Next, let's, let's talk about ashwagandha. This is one of my absolute favorite adaptogens. It's also known as the strength of a stallion due to its immune system support and the, its ability to naturally relieve stress. It relieves stress by helping to correct hormone imbalances due to emotional or physical stress. This includes adrenal fatigue that can take a physical toll on the body as well as anxiety, a common side effect to chronic stress. Additionally, ashwagandha helps to balance glucose levels in the body, lower blood pressure, reduce brain cell degeneration, and increase sex drive. Ashwagandha and its extracts are commonly taken in the form of herbal teas, powders, tablets, and syrups. So let's take a look at another way to use ashwagandha. Um, it can be difficult to consume in its raw form due to its bitter taste. And if you don't like to swallow pills, try making some ashwagandha cookies. It's a simple recipe of half a cup of flour, 
You can use almond or wheat flour, what kind of, whatever kind of flour you prefer, a pinch of salt, two teaspoons ashwagandha powder, a fourth cup butter, an eighth cup of sugar or monk fruit. In my case, um, I like using monk fruit, a fourth cup of milk or almond milk, whatever milk you prefer. Um, you would just uh, sift the flour, salt, ashwagandha powder together three or four times. Melt the butter in a pan. Add the sugar to the butter. Mix well. Then add the milk to to all, and mix all the ingredients together. Um, knead the dough. Form the dough into cookies on a baking sheet, and bake at three seventy five for two or three minutes. It's a really simple recipe and don't worry if you didn't catch all of that. I will have the link um, to my reference guide that will include all of my references um, to this podcast and the recipes. Next up is licorice root. Now don't get too excited. We aren't suggesting that that the sweet black candy you associate with licorice is what we're talking about. In fact, licorice candy often doesn't even contain actual licorice. Real licorice root is actually a therapeutic herb that has been used for its natural balancing ability for centuries. It is a powerhouse herb when it comes to treating adrenal fatigue, which as you know, is often associated with chronic stress. Research has shown that licorice can help to modify or increase the body's level of cortisol production to support healthy adrenal production and to help with adrenal fatigue. Licorice contains a compound that stops the body from breaking down cortisol so that the body does not become depleted during times of increased or prolonged stress. So licorice root can be found in many specialty health stores. Um, In my reference guide, I will give you some links to brands that I use and trust. Um, But it can also um, come in a powder, a capsule, a tea, or a tincture. Um, Try this licorice and ginger tea. You would use two quarts of water, a fourth cup licorice root, and one finger length of fresh ginger, um, sliced, not peeled. So fill a pot with two quarts of water, add your licorice and ginger, and bring to a boil, then simmer for 10 minutes. Uh, Pour through a fine mesh strainer and into mugs. Serve and enjoy. Next is ginseng. Ginseng is a slow-growing root used for its stress-related benefits in the United States and Asia. According to the National Center of Biotechnology, ginseng effectively regulates the immune response and the hormonal changes due to stress, thus maintaining homeostasis. In addition to suppressing the occurrence of diseases such as anxiety and depression, ginseng also prevents stress-associated diseases. Ginseng not only helps to balance the hormones, it also works to uh, help with stress-related issues like adrenal fatigue and unbalanced pl- 
plasma glucose levels. While ginseng is often served as a tea or in a pill form, there are other creative ways to get your ginseng in. Try a delicious ginseng smoothie. Uh, the ingredients are 8 ounces of coconut water, half cup fresh mango, half cup of pineapple chunks, a half teaspoon ginseng powder, half teaspoon cinnamon, and a pinch of nutmeg. So you would just add all this into the blender, blend on low until smooth, and don't worry, again, if you didn't catch all these recipes, they will be available in a downloadable reference guide. The last adaptogen we're going to talk about is astragalus root. Um, it is an essential herb in traditional Chinese medicine, and it has been used as a natural curative for thousands of years. It is most commonly known as an herb capable of slowing the aging process, and it also helps support a strong immune. Um, like many of the other adaptogens we discussed, astragalus is used to help balance stress hormone. Um, it helps to balance adrenal fatigue and cortisol levels. It um, helps to reduce conditions that can be related to stress, such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and works as an anti-inflammatory. Uh, astra astragalus root is most commonly available in a pill, a capsule, or an extract, um, but in my downloadable reference guide, I will also include a recipe for an immunity soup, which includes several adaptogens such as astragalus and um, different types of mushrooms. So it is essential when considering adaptogens for stress report, support that you first consult a, a medical uh, team or physician before you start your treatment. While adaptogens are natural and they have little to no side effects, it, every person is unique and um, every um, our stress can be at different levels, so your treatment may be different depending on uh, your individual needs, uh, what type of stress you are going through. Uh, so I recommend that you consult a physician, but I really encourage everyone to get some adaptogens in their diet, but um, you don't have to solely rely on adaptogens to remove your stress. Some other ways to help with stress are exercise, taking a warm bath with a few drops of lavender essential oil, or using an aromatherapy blend called Adaptive. And again, I will include more information uh, about the brands that I recommend in my reference guide. So think about the people in your life that are stressed and, and share this information with them. We hope this experience has left you feeling more informed about the toll that stress has taken on your body, as well as the powerful benefits of adaptogens. Remember to get all this information, including our resources, recipes, and brand recommendations in our reference guide. Um, the link will be provided. Until next time, live life naturally. 
Today, let's talk about the benefits of elderberry and echinacea. Elderberry is one of my favorite herbs. You can use it fresh or dried. Uh, and in fact, I love elderberry so much. I just planted 10 elderberry bushes about a month ago. They're already sprouting. It's easy to take a piece off of a bush and just replant it and start a new bush. They're extremely easy to, to grow. The berries and flowers of an elderberry bush are packed with antioxidants and vitamins that may, may boost your immune system. They can help tame inflammation, lessen stress, and help protect your heart. Some experts recommend elderberry to help prevent and ease cold and flu symptoms. It's also been used for constipation, occasional muscle and joint pain, respiratory issues, head tension, and skin conditions. So you can see elderberry has, is just packed with all of these great benefits. So echinacea is an herb that is native to the areas of the Rocky Mountains and the Western United States and Canada and Europe. Several species of echinacea plant are used to make medicine from its leaves, flowers, and root. Echinacea was used traditionally by the Great Plains Indian. Later, the settlers followed the Indian example, began using it for medicine as well. It enjoyed a, a, the limelight there from like 1916 to 1950, where it was used for medicine in the U.S., it fell out of favor uh, but with the discovery of antibiotics, but now people are becoming more interested in echinacea again. It's commonly used for uh, cold and other infections. And there has been studies published in the Lancet Infectious Disease Journal that um, finds that echinacea cuts the chances of catching a cold by 58%. It reduces the duration of common coal by a day and a half. So echinacea is, is very beneficial. One of my favorite ways to use elderberry and echinacea together is in a simple syrup recipe. So you would take two cups of dried elderberries, a cup of dried echinacea, six cups of water, two teaspoons of dried ginger root, one cinnamon stick or two drops of cinnamon essential oil. Make sure that essential oil is medicinal grade. It can be taken internally. Uh, one cup of raw honey. Um, you can be creative and add some vanilla bean or cardamom. You can play around with the flavor. You, so you would basically combine the elderberry, echinacea, ginger, and the cinnamon stick if you use the cinnamon stick. And a pot of, of water. Bring it to boil and then reduce and simmer that for 30 minutes. You remove it from the heat and you let it steep for an hour. <clears throat> then you would strain the berries and herbs with a cheesecloth or a muslin bag. You discard your herbs in a compost or in your garden. And once the liquid has cooled to just above room temperature, you add your honey and if you, if you chose to do cinnamon essential oil instead of the cinnamon stick, this is where you would add the essential oil. Um, and then you just uh, stir it and bottle it in a sterilized glass. I will provide the link to the recipe in the description so you don't have to worry about scrambling to write that down. 
Since this recipe uses honey for its additional health benefits, it does need to be refrigerated. Um, I prefer honey over alcohol. If you wanted it to be shelf stable, meaning you wanted to leave it out in room temperature, you would have to use a, a honey-based syrup. I mean, a, an alcohol-based syrup. Um, but since we're using honey, uh, because honey can help with sore throats and uh, so many other health benefits, uh, you do need to refrigerate it. But honey is not safe for children under the age of one. When storing in the fridge, the syrup will last you a good three months. You can also freeze it in ice cube trays and defrost it as needed. Always make sure to shake the bottle really well before giving a dose because the honey likes to gather in the, in the bottom of the jar. My family enjoys a teaspoon or two of this syrup right out of the fridge just about every day during the sniffle season. Uh, like I said, it's great for boosting the immune and kept keeping you healthy all year long. So until next time, live life naturally. Today, let's talk about the benefits of elderberry and echinacea. Elderberry is one of my favorite herbs. You can use it fresh or dried. Uh, and in fact, I love elderberry so much. I just planted 10 elderberry bushes about a month ago. They're already sprouting. It's easy to take a piece off of a bush and just replant it and start a new bush. They're extremely easy to, to grow. The berries and flowers of an elderberry bush are packed with antioxidants and vitamins that may, may boost your immune system. They can help tame inflammation, lessen stress, and help protect your heart. Some experts recommend elderberry to help prevent and ease cold and flu symptoms. It's also been used for constipation, occasional muscle and joint pain, respiratory issues, head tension, and skin conditions. So you can see elderberry has, is just packed with all of these great benefits. Today, let's talk about the benefits of elderberry and echinacea. Elderberry is one of my favorite herbs. You can use it fresh or dried. Uh, and in fact, I love elderberry so much. I just planted 10 elderberry bushes about a month ago. They're already sprouting. It's easy to take a piece off of a bush and just replant it and start a new bush. They're extremely easy to, to grow. The berries and flowers of an elderberry bush are packed with antioxidants and vitamins that may, may boost your immune system. They can help tame inflammation, lessen stress, and help protect your heart. Some experts recommend elderberry to help prevent and ease cold and flu symptoms. It's also been used for constipation, occasional muscle and joint pain, respiratory issues, head tension, and skin conditions. So you can see elderberry has, is just packed with all of these great benefits.